0: Now, America's Healthcare Advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer, back after a two year hiatus, Mr. Darren Wilhite's in studio. Welcome back, Darren. Thank you. All right, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened-to talk shows throughout the United States, 291 affiliates strong. Thanks to all of you in the listening audience. You can follow me on Facebook at America's Healthcare Advocate. You can also go up on the podcast platforms. You hear a show, you want to tell somebody about it, you may want to do that with this show today that we're going to do because it's going to be very interesting. We There's been a big change in our podcast platforms. We're now on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, TuneIn, and Spreaker with more to come. So we completely revamped the website. If you go to the website, America's Healthcare Advocate, you'll see the shows up there, you'll see videos up there, you'll see a lot of information posted on the On the website, but if you want to tell somebody a show about a show that you hear, they want to go back and listen to it, or listen to it again, or tell somebody to go up and listen to it because it might be helpful to them. All those platforms that I just mentioned uh, are available to you: uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple TuneIn, and Spreaker. All the shows are posted up there now. So big changes on the website. I want to thank Steve Sanborn and Matt Wasco from our team who did all this work. 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 That looks. Phenomenal, So we're pretty happy about that. If you are looking for health insurance, uh, Medicare or individual health insurance, if you're a seasoned citizen or chronologically challenged, like I am, Medicare, the lovely Joyce Thompson's there to help you at Benefits by Design, RPS Benefits by Design. You can reach her at 877-385-2224. That's 877-385-2224. She can help you if you're looking for Medicare or you're looking for individual health insurance. If you are looking for for employer-sponsored health care group benefits. The lovely Sue Dendiger is also available. She is a national expert um, with people all over the country that are her clients, whether it's in Texas, California, uh, here, uh, Illinois, uh, Kentucky. She's got clients all over, and she is very, very good at what she does. She is a national expert on uh, group health insurance employer benefits. All right, today's show, as I said, is something you may want to tell other folks about. I have in studio to meet two folks in the VFW. I'm a VFW a member of Veterans of Foreign Wars, if you don't know what that means. Um, I'm a vet, as you've heard me say and over the years that I've been doing this broadcast. I served as a patrol log handler at Cameron Bay, Da Nang uh, in uh, 1969, 1970 in Vietnam. Uh, and I've been—I am now a lifetime member of the VFW. I've always—I've been a member for probably the last ten or twelve years. But due to the guest that I have in studio with me, Tony Jacob, who's the post commander at 1829, which is my post, I am now a lifetime member. Tony, congratulations! Well, I'm glad to be there. And also joining me in studio today, Pam Walston, District Five Adjutant for the VFW. Welcome, Pam. Uh, thank you. Glad to have you here. All right. So why am I doing this? Why am I putting on the VFW on America's healthcare advocate? Number one, I'm a vet, okay? Number two, there are a lot of vets out there that need help with a lot of different things. Look at the suicide rate among veterans returning from Afghanistan and Iraq. It's through the roof, okay? It's higher than it's ever been. Um, you know, look at the problems that these guys come back with and gals come back with after serving. Uh, you, you know, maybe you've got a parent my age who served in Vietnam, okay? Uh, there are a lot of benefits and opportunities available through VFW that people don't have a clue about, which is why I wanted to do this show today, which is why I invited Tony and Pam to come in studio and talk about what VFW does. So let's just start with that, Tony. Let's talk about the overall structure of VFW and and how they're constantly working to help veterans.
2: Yeah, thank you. So uh, the Veterans of Foreign War have been around uh, since the late 1800s, and the sole mission of the VFW is to aid veterans, their surviving spouses, and their orphans um, with whatever is needed. So whether that's legislative priorities, making sure there's a budget for health care, or uh, anything like that to unmet needs. You know, if a veteran has uh, a hard time paying a utility bill or something like that, that's where we can uh, try and step in and help them. Um, And then helping their surviving spouses, we do uh, scholarships, not just for veterans, but also uh, spouses, children, that sort of thing. Over $3 million in scholarships last year came from the Veterans of Foreign Wars. See, and those are kinds of things that
0: people have no idea about. There's also a very important function that they perform, Pam. And let's talk about this for a minute. And that is, if you're a veteran and you're seeking disability from the VA, um, that's one of the most complicated, difficult processes. You know, because you have a, you have a disability. You you're, you serve yes. in the United States Army as a nurse. Um, talk about how the VFW helps guide people through that very difficult and complicated system that the Veterans Administration has, Pam.
1: Uh, thank you. Uh, so each post have what we call a post service officer. And they're the ones that if you want to apply for for, for benefits, um, they're the ones that's going to get you initially started. Um, they also have veteran services officers at the VA Medical Center in, in uh, Missouri. I'm not sure about all the other ones, but we do have veteran service officers within the state um, for each state. And what they do, there's three, there's actually called disabled American Vet Service Officer, there's the American Legion veteran service officer, and then there's also the VFW service officer. And they are actually um they are covered by expenses that the individual post actually send so that so that they get paid. Okay. And then um it's I didn't apply for disability until 2016 which is called intention it's called intention to file. And if you do get your disability after you actually officially file they have to back pay you for that,
0: and these are the yeah. intricacies that people don't know about, Tony. I mean, I, you know, and I've talked to a number of veterans who've used the VFW, and the VFW actually did the filings for them. Walk through that a little bit, as Pam was describing it a minute
2: ago. Yeah, so essentially, uh, if you're a veteran and uh, you were had an injury in service. You're required to have the entry in service, have a nexus, which is the interjoining joining uh, time, and then it has to be a continuing issue. So if I broke my arm in service but I'm not having an issue with it now, I wouldn't qualify. But if I still have arthritis from it, I could qualify. That's when you get a hold of the VFW service officer and they can walk you through the process of making sure you get your medical records. Uh, they'll put in all the paperwork for you. They know how to word things uh, in a way that the VFW, or that the VA likes and kind of walk you through that process. In the event that you don't get something favorable from uh, your examiner, they can walk you through the appeals process, which is super complicated to walk through on your own uh, because there's many different types of appeals, many different avenues. That's where the VFW service officer will come in handy.
0: You know, and I think that's really critical. Guy, so let's talk about something like PTSD. You know, guys and gals that came back from Vietnam, guys and gals that came back from Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, maybe they've dealt with this for, I've got a very good friend down in uh, Tyler, Texas, um, who was a dog handler, same as me. Um, did had PTSD, pretty significant issue with it. Um, initially he had a very difficult time getting any kind of uh, compensation. He went to VFW, VFW stepped in, they took him through that process and lo and behold, he got paid, um, for something that he deserved. And a lot of these guys, Unfortunately, in today's world, um, look back and think, "Well, yeah, you know, I really don't deserve to get that, or I shouldn't get that." That's one hundred percent wrong attitude, is it not?
2: That's correct. You know, there is not a certain amount of money set aside necessarily, and so if you need benefits, that's for you. That's what the VFW uh, and the other service organizations do: is they they go towards legislative priorities, and make sure there is money to take away. But just because you get a dollar doesn't mean that I won't get mine, and that's something that I struggled with too. And I'm glad that I went through the VFW to, to get rated myself as a service disabled veteran, because now I'm able to, to use that money to help defray some of my disability costs, but also to help other veterans.
0: Yeah, and that's that's really important, isn't it, Pam? To be able to help other veterans and veterans not feel like, well, if I take this money, somebody else isn't going to get it.
1: Um, that's very true. And they also have they have ratings, okay, on percentage of disability. And depending on your rating, um, will also there's also if a, if a veteran is considered to be hundred percent disability, then there's a, there's a CARES Act that was just approved that allows income to go to the person who's taking care of the veteran. Now, the other thing that, that people forget, you don't have to be in the VFW to be able to apply for disability for the VFW. No, but
0: the VFW does a great job of it. They That's do a really great job important. of it,
1: but you're a veteran, you're a veteran. Yeah,
0: you are. We're going to come back at the break. We're going to continue this broadcast with the folks in the VFW. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA radio network, coast to coast, across the USA. We'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. Oh, tell me now. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to that brand new revamped website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Tons of information up there along with all the podcast platforms. If you want to tell somebody about this veteran show, if you've got a parent, if you've got a spouse, a brother, an uncle, whatever, this is a great show with a lot of information we're going to continue talking about. You can go up to the website. It's all there. Also, if you want to learn more about the VFW, the programs that we're going to talk about and we are talking about, go to the website, vfw.org. Really easy, vfw.org. You find a post close to you. You can sign up, become a member if you're not a member. And I'm going to tell you something. If you've got a, a relative, if you've got you know a father or you've got a brother or an uncle or a grandfather who hasn't done this and you think they've got issues or problems It's worth every dime of the small amount of money it costs to join, and the benefits that they provide are excellent as you're listening to here today, walking you through the process with the VA, which can be an extremely difficult thing to do. These people know what they're doing and they do it very well. And a lot of veterans out there are entitled to a lot of benefits they're not getting because they don't know how to access it. So with that, Tony, let's go right to one of my favorite topics, not favorite, but unfortunately important, Agent Orange. I'm enrolled in the Agent Orange program because patrol dog handlers obviously walked through the areas that were defoliated by Agent Orange, specifically around the bases that we served on. And as a result of that, um, they were subject to different kinds of cancer from testicular to prostate to diabetes. The list is long, okay? And I've been enrolled in that program for probably about 10 years now. But use that specific right there of Agent Orange.
2: Yeah, so essentially all, all the time since uh, you know World War 1 and everything with shell shock, the government's continuously tried to defray problems and say, well, this isn't really a problem. You know, shell shock's not a problem, they just couldn't handle war. Uh, agent orange isn't a problem, they probably got all their sicknesses from somewhere else, that type of thing. Uh, now we see that with burn pits as well. So with agent orange, uh, there's a lot of different lists and specifically last year, uh, bladder cancer um, and a few others got added to the presumptive list. So if you have those and you were an area exposed uh, to, to Agent Orange or Agent Y, Agent Blue, there's a few different of, uh, different uh, ones of them, and you have hypothyroidism or Parkinson's, it's presumed that you got that from Agent Orange. And so that's why you know, it's important that the VFW continue these legislative fights to get added to that list and to get it actually recognized uh, with Agent Orange or now we see these these burn pit problems coming up, and so instead of waiting thirty or forty years for the government to, which go ahead is what they the, did
0: with us, exactly,
2: <laughs> we're trying to jump ahead of that. And so things like sinusitis, rhinitis, and uh, there's another itis that's now presumptive um, under the burn pit. So uh, whether it's with Agent Orange or any other uh, colored agent, um, color coded agent, you know, the VFW is there to help, not just its members. Of course, it's very inexpensive to join. Uh, but also all veterans.
0: But and here's the thing, it's not just Asian orange. It's the guys and gals coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan. Talk yeah. about that a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh there's lots of different uh things that you can do. Mostly P- PTSD is what everybody thinks of, but um in addition to PTSD, there's the bit burn pits. Uh you know when when you couldn't dispose of trash readily in a dump, you just throw everything in a pile, pour some diesel on it, light it up, same thing you do with human waste and that sort of thing. Um, there's an idea also of like depl- depleted uranium rounds, and there's a whole bunch of different things that could have provided an exposure. That's where your VFW service officer is going to be able to dig into your medical records and help you uh, with things that you may not even think of, like tinnitus, uh, the ringing in the ears that um, is very common and and a lot of people don't even know that you can get rated for it. So there are other so
0: the, we're, now we're talking about what happened in theater of war. There are also areas like Camp Lejeune and Fort McCullough. What happened there? Uh,
1: okay. So Fort McCullough is in um, an area called Anniston, Alabama. It was actually the primary place for basic training for women that were in the Women's Army Corps. You also had the which, mi- you were. which I was in the women's army corps. And you also have the military police is down there and the Chemical Corps of Engineers is also down there. The issue with Fort McCullough is that there was a lot of, there were, um, we talk about Agent Orange. The chemicals that were used for Agent Orange was actually uh, stored at Fort McCullen, um, along with some radioactive waste, um, which they've been able to to trace back to Fort McCullen.
0: Lots of good stuff. Lots, lots of good yeah, stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, the big one in terms of Fort McClellan, and I, it's called PCB, it's,
0: I know exactly what it is, polycarbonate. Yeah, you can't get it out of your system once it's in your system. Right. It's it, extremely dangerous. dangerous.
1: And it was banned years ago. <laughs> and um, what we know about PCB, it gets in the air, the water, and the soil. So it doesn't matter where in Alabama, and as far as Anniston, uh, where you were in Anniston, the chances of you being exposed to that is pretty high. Uh, PCB can cause, one of the biggest things, it can cause cancer, and I can't remember which kind, but it does cause cancer. It also causes infertility in men and women, and it can also cause the women, when, uh, for, the, for the children to have birth defects. And this is something, uh, I belong to a group called Fort McCullen. Uh, it's it's uh, called Toxic. And we've been fighting legislations for quite a long time to get Fort McCullen uh, defined just like Camp Lejeune as presumptive.
0: So talk about Camp Lejeune a little bit, Tony. What happened there?
2: Yeah, uh, well, so in Camp Lejeune, once again, it's just exposure.
0: Same uh, thing again. Same as yeah, what Pam just described. Yeah, not
2: necessarily here, PCBs, but it's just this. an exposure. Yeah, and here, here's what's interesting. How many people –
0: now, I've been – involved in VFW, been involved, in, you know, in looking at these veterans issues. I read a lot of material about it. I didn't know a thing about this till you guys started talking about this the day before we did the show. So this is what I'm talking about, the value of what VFW brings. So as Pam described, you know, you're pushing to get legislation to get this recognized by VA so that Veterans that are suffering from these diseases, if you've got Parkinson's or you've got one of these other diseases, it's very possible that it's a result of being exposed to this stuff, whether it's the PCBs at Fort or whether it's Agent Orange or whether, you know, it was what's going on in Iraq and Afghanistan, these guys were exposed to. So it's the same thing. Just it, it's just a, it, it, it's first of all, knowledge is power. And when people don't know that they can do something about this, then they don't they don't have the power to do something to change their lives or get benefits they're entitled to, and I think that's important that that they understand that
2: yeah, definitely so uh the v a rates things uh when you see your examiner is it's at least as likely as not, so fifty fifty uh chance that you were you know your condition is yeah. a result of that, and so Um, When it's a presumptive, they assume if you had Parkinson's, you were exposed to Agent Orange, it's at least a 50% chance that came from there. And that's all you have to do. You don't have to prove it. That's where the VFW really excels.
0: So you see the value in this. You're you're listening to this. You're listening to what these folks do. There is the value. That's just one of the things. We're going to talk about some more when we come back in the next segment. But the website, once again, is vfw.org bfw.org. You can learn all about these different things up there, or simply find a post near you, and you heard Pam talk about they've got people that this is their job, that they help veterans get these benefits and get access for the things that they need. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the U.S.A. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HI radio network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, Healthcare AmericasHealthcareAdvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. You heard me tell you in the beginning of the show, the podcast platforms, this show is available on. If you've got a vet in your family, maybe you've got a father, grandfather, uncle, son, brother, husband, whatever the case may be, let them listen to this show. Go to the websites. Go to the podcast: Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, TuneIn, or Spreaker. Shows are posted up there. You can, let them listen to this and understand what can happen and, and how they can be helped and help their families. And we'll talk a little about that in this segment as well. I'm going to start off, though, by reading something that's very interesting, and Pam just gave me this. This is Discussion Draft Fort McCollum Health Registry Act. This, by the way, did not get passed. But this will give you an idea of what's going on. For decades, service members at Fort McCullum, Alabama, were exposed to hazardous toxic substances through contaminated groundwater and soil. The VA identified exposure including but not limited to radioactive compounds used in training activities, mustard gas, nerve agents used in decontamination testing, as well as airborne polychlorinated biphenols from a nearby Monsanto plant. They were dumping the stuff right there by the fort okay, and that got in the water, and that's how the vets got it. This is the kind of thing that I'm talking about, and frankly, it just pisses me off, okay, that this kind of stuff goes on, and we, you know— Everybody all these politicians like to talk about the veterans, but not very many of them get off their rear end and do anything about it. That's what VFW does, and that's why I'm doing this show. I think it's important for people to understand that and understand what VFW brings to the table and what a difference it can make. So let's talk about benefits for spouses. Let's start with that, Tony. Okay. And then and then I want to shift into a very interesting unknown part of what the VA has available, which is long-term care. But let's start with spouse and children and orphans and that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, you know, the VFW is very passionate about helping veterans, but we also want to make sure that we help the surviving spouses, the living spouses um, of veterans and also uh, orphans and children. And so, uh, you know, veterans were obviously exposed to those chemicals, but so were their families. And that's where we can go up against the Monsanto lobby and say we have 2.9 million members Hopefully, after this show, many more, and and say this is the people that we represent. So, with that, we can um, help the families of, of veterans who have been exposed, but also the VFW itself uh, helps with scholarships. So, if you're a surviving spouse, um, or you know your your spouse is still living, even um, we do help with scholarships for college. Uh, we help you get credit because not only can a VF not only can a veteran get. A disability rating, but their uh, spouse can get a caretaker rating as well, um, potentially. So now see
0: that's important to understand. So you've got somebody with Parkinson's, Pam, and and you're tied to that person twenty four seven because you're the caregiver. That that that's a big job.
1: Yeah, it was something. I mean, it was something that was recently passed, and I uh, forgive me, but I don't exactly remember, but I know it was done this year which allows the caretakers to also have income because they are the ones that re- that's responsible. Right. Um, the right. person that I know is actually the father of a very good friend of mine who was in Vietnam. Um, the interesting also about Vietnam is they had the Blue Waters Act. Okay. Okay, which allowed if you were in the Navy and off the shores, you know, you could be identified as being um, exposed to Agent Orange. But what this does for them is it allows – it helps the, the spouse the or the caretaker to be able to have the expenses that needs to be done to drive our husband or spouse around in the car for the gas. Yeah. Okay. All the different things all that the different, they have to do. All the different things that they have to do in order to take care of the disabled right. veteran.
0: So, Tony, talk about – because we talked veterans of foreign wars. How long does someone have to serve in theater of war, okay, in Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan, Korea, World War II, whatever the case may be, in order to qualify as a VFW member and then have access to all these things that VFW does? Tony?
2: Uh, so to get access to a lot of the things that VFW does, you don't even have to be a member. Uh, you know, Our mission is to help veterans and, and whatnot. And so whether or not you're a veteran uh, member of the VFW or not – um, we're there to help you. Now, of course, we love having members. Uh, it helps us you know, during legislative priorities and helps keep funding coming. Um, the other
0: thing is you get that news, that magazine every month, and you get constant updates from VFW. I, they're on my on, – I'm on the email list. I get them. So talk about what does it take to get – to become a member.
2: Exactly. And so uh, if you want to <laughs> help out, uh, one of the best ways if you're a veteran uh, and, and here's how you qualify, uh, you have to have imminent uh, danger pay, hostile fire pay, or a campaign badge a campaign badge is, is the iraqi freedom medal or you know vietnam, vietnam service, service medal, medal
0: vietnam meritorious but service also medal. things
2: that people haven't seen combat uh but they've been engaged in hostile activities or were subject to hostile activities so like there's a submarine warfare badge um if you're part of nuclear submarine fleet force uh you know there's potential there for, for see and that's stuff that, that, that people just don't know pam
0: they, yeah, you served in South Korea. Talk about that.
1: Right. So I actually, I was stationed in South Korea at the uh, 121 VAC Hospital in Seoul. And South Korea is considered to be hostile because it's... War, the, there's uh, never
0: a peace treaty signed.
1: Right. It's, it's still a, in the state yeah, of war. It's, yeah, it's, it's still part of the DMZ. And what's really interesting, I have the Korean uh, Service Defense Medal. I'm also have an armed forces expeditionary medal. What's interesting is the Korea Defense Service Medal did not come into play until George W. Bush. Interesting. In 2000. Yeah. Okay. And so we now we have that as well. So yes, I qualified for the VFW because South Korea is considered hostile.
0: Right. And, you know, again, the re, why am I going into all this? Because it's important. You, you don't know what you don't know people. Okay. And that's the idea. That's why I brought these people on here today. So, you know, this is a great way to get access to information, care and benefits that you may all qualify for and have no idea. There's a program out there. Tony, and I've, I've done shows on this a number of years ago, there is a long-term care benefits program by the VA. Try to find it. Good luck, okay? And then try to qualify for it. But if you are in the VFW, they'll walk you through that process. This is important to understand. I forget the dollar figure, but I believe for a husband and wife combined, it's somewhere between twelve dollars and $1,500 a month. It's a lot of money, Okay, and there's also a spousal survivor. So if if he dies or she dies ahead of you, that money continues to flow to you. Um, as that fire, talk a little bit about that. It's yeah. a very, it's not a well-known program, and I can assure you, the VA is not shouting it from the rooftops. Okay, or advertising it on television.
2: Yeah. Once again, you have to qualify. So, like you said, good luck trying to work through the paperwork and get information on the program. Um, my, one of the guys in our post. He actually called and asked about it uh, because he asked his primary care provider, and the primary care, the doctor at the VA, had not a clue. Uh-huh. And this is a VA doctor. Right. You know, it's not the first right. day on the job, hopefully, but you know. Um, and so that's something a service officer can say hey, look, um, you know, you, you can qualify for this. You have over 60% disability rating. You need help with two or more daily tasks of living. So something like you brushing your teeth, taking a shower, doing dishes, right. holding laundry. I mean, if you've got Parkinson's, it's probably difficult to do some of those.
0: So let's connect the dots in case Pam was talking about this a minute ago. So you've got Parkinson's, you've got a caregiver, you're to a point now where that caregiver just can't manage it all and you need to go into an assisted living facility, but you don't have any money. Okay, you you know maybe you have a little pension or a retirement fund, but it's not enough to go into a decent facility. If you want to go into a Medicaid facility, you're going to get stuck in a facility with two people to a room and a television mounted on the wall. It looks like a a, a general hospital room. It, it's it's pathetic. Okay, and if you ever walk in one of those homes, the first thing you're going to notice when you walk through the door is the smell, and it's not going to be pleasant. Having said that, if you have the money to get into a better facility, which the VA certainly can provide if you have served, okay, and have access to those funds. Again,
2: getting through the process, right? Right. And, and Medicaid is going to take everything you own and leave your surviving thank, spouse with nothing. Thank you, know, you. Except for bills. And so one of the things that can happen is you can have your money from your disability rating, your caretaker can get the caretaker funds, and you can get that, that amount for home health care or the long-term care facility. And then after once you pass, you know, they can continue to get some of that money uh, from them.
0: So I saw a very interesting article was in the Wall Street Journal here a couple of weeks ago and it talked about the number of veterans that are aging and it's astronomical. The, a lot of it is the guys and gals from Vietnam. OK, I think their total five million served in the whole war.
2: Yeah, in Korea. Like
0: yeah, Korea and you go Korea. And they're and they're they're the ones my age that are aging, continuing to age, and they're the ones that have these issues that need help. And this is one of the ways, and this is why I'm doing the show, is so you can all understand the opportunities that are available. The website is VFW.org. vfw.org. You can sign up, okay, find a post, get on get involved. It's very inexpensive to do. Um and, and join the VFW. It'll be some of the best dollars you ever spent for you and your family it's not just for you it's for those people around you as you heard tony and pam just described stay tuned we're going to be right back after the break and wrap it up in the third segment you're listening fourth segment you're listening to america's healthcare advocate broadcasting here on the HIV radio network coast to coast across the usa we'll be right back Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HI Radio Network. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Darren Wilhite. Very happy to have him back in studio with us again. In studio with me, Tony Jacobs and Pam Walston from the VFW, talking about all the programs VFW does. I urge you, if you've got a veteran in the family, I don't care if it's a husband, wife, uncle, grandfather, great-grandfather, go to the podcast platform. Look on our website. They're all up there, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Have them listen to this show and understand what you could be getting that you're not getting. You earned it, you deserve it, and your family deserves it, okay? So that's why we're doing this show today. The website for VFW is vfw.org, vfw.org. You can find a post. Join. As I said earlier, I'm a lifetime member, um, and uh, Tony is the post commander for the post that I'm involved in. So it, it's a great opportunity and a great way uh, to take care of veterans because they really do care, which is a lot different than a lot of what you hear out here coming out of Washington and other places where there's a lot of talk. But very little action. Tony, let's talk a little bit about burial benefits. Okay. I mean, this is important for people to know what's available and when you have to do it if you're going to get it.
2: We've talked a lot about benefits for when you're alive and you're having medical issues, but something that a lot of people don't think about is eventually we're all going to pass. And so,
0: life well, likes to say nobody's getting out of here alive.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Death and taxes, right? Uh, and so, uh, one of the things that the uh, VFW can help with is setting up uh, your burial rights uh, that, that you're able to do. Um, at a national cemetery. Um, one of the interesting things about that is you're able to be buried with your spouse as well. Yep, and I don't think a lot of people know that. A lot of people okay. don't know that, and it has to be done before the fact, though. Yeah. Uh, so if you die, you know, and and it hasn't been worked out, it's going to be much more difficult for them to try and, and figure it out and wade through that process when they pass.
0: And and there's isn't there a dollar component in that as well? Yep,
2: there's a death burial benefit, so not only do you get one from Social Security, but you can also get a burial benefit from the VA. Uh, VA.
0: Right, and and uh, let's talk about. And you're you're a member of the color guard, Pam. Yes, in I Jackson am. County. So, Jackson County. Jackson County. So if you're a veteran and you want to have a color guard with taps played at your funeral and a flag put over your coffin, Pam, you're uh, part of that process. Talk about it.
1: Okay, so this is this is what we do. I belong to the Jackson County Ritual Team, and what we do is you know you hear the you know the rifles firing, you hear the the taps being played and the, and the flag and this is what we do we get contacted we have somebody um that's actually in charge of our ritual team he gets contacted and they f- find out um where the funeral's going to be i'm actually i'm doing one on friday and so so we take care of all that there's no cost to the family for this no cost no cost you know this is something we volunteer to do this you don't have to be a member of the VFW to belong to the Jackson County um, Honor Guard Ritual Team. You can you can be a National Guard. You could be active duty. You could you could you don't even have to belong to the VFW at all to be able to join to do this. I forget how many members we have, but it's it's something that when my father passed away and I had to listen to that, it was it, it was very hard to get over. So my dad was a World War II vet, and then. I finally had to the point where I felt like I could participate because it took me a
2: long time to be able to want yeah. to do that. But
0: the point is, Tony. It's yeah, definitely.
2: Different. I mean, look at the VFW.org site. Yeah. Uh, you can call your local post and get help because there's special monetary compensation, there's secondary conditions, there's a lot of these nuances that the VFW will be able to help walk people through. Yeah,
0: and, and it's pretty, and it's also, you know, for a family to have that at 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 a funeral and to have that tribute done. To that veteran that served, I think it's important. 100%. And I think there are a lot of people who would like to do it. They just don't know how to do it. And again, what did I say earlier? You know, knowledge is power. If you don't know this stuff then you're not going to have access to it. What does it cost to belong to the VFW? Uh,
2: so it varies by post. Our post is $35. The Missouri standard is 40 but
0: That's for the year. For the year. Now, did you hear that? Okay. You're not going to go broke. $35 or $40 would be the same wherever you're at listening. If you're in Florida, California, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, it doesn't matter. Uh, for $35 a year or $40 a year, whatever it is, you have access to all of this. Okay. Oh, and also talk about what you do at the Post, Tony. Yeah. What event, monthly events, what do you have
2: there? So, you know, you have your Post meetings and everything, obviously, to take care of the Post, but Posts are open to the public uh, for the most part. I mean, we're a community organization. Our particular Post is really active in our community. Uh, we provide scholarships for young students as well. The auxiliary, which is family members of the of, uh, VFW members. Um, They do things like K-5 through creative contests where they make art. We have Patriot's Pen, which is for middle schoolers to write an essay uh, between 6th and 8th grade. And theirs this year was uh, What is a Good American? And that was an interesting topic. And then uh, freshman through senior. We give scholarships for freshman through seniors.
0: Now, is that only for children or is that for grandchildren too? Grandchildren,
2: -grandchildren, uh, great-grandchildren. It's, yeah, your neighbor's kid. And that was, America, where do we go from here? I would not be able to do an essay on that topic. That is so uh, intense. And we had such great participation, just increasing the Americanism in our community.
0: What kind of monthly events does the Post have? you um, have a so meeting we, at the yeah, Post? Yeah, we have a
2: meeting at the Post uh, once a month. But we also do like uh, food gives away, giveaways and drives. So like and,
0: Thanksgiving, Christmas, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, but also uh, just food for the needy. Uh, Pam's Post, they do uh, – give uh, they give things for homeless veterans and –
0: Talk a little
1: bit about that. Please. Okay. So, um, my passion at the, at the, at my post is youth activities and community service. Okay. Okay. So, there, this is in Kansas City, Missouri. It is supported by the VA. It's called Benelli Hall. And it's section of, it's called Safe Haven. And it's for homeless vets. And they take, uh, they, homeless vets could be a man or a woman. They don't really care. They, if you're homeless, you, you get in and it's supported by the VA. So what our post does is we actually, I have a budget, and I can go and I can buy uh, everything. If, if They take clothes donations, but right now their closet is full. So I can go down and I can buy, their sheets have to be new, their towels have to be new, the washcloths, I buy personal items. I do all of that for them.
0: So that that gives you an idea, and mm-hmm. thank you both for being here today and doing this. I think it, we'll do more of these. I think it's really important for people to hear all this. You've heard it all from veterans, from homeless benefits to scholarships to veterans with disabilities to burial benefits. All of that's available through VFW. The website's vfw.org, vfw.org. They do a really good job. I think it's important for a lot of you out there that have veterans in your family to know that this is available and it's something that they can take advantage of and it can make a big difference to them. And that's what we're trying to do. And that's why I did this show today. So uh, once again – If you want to tell somebody about this rather than try to regurgitate all this information, go to the website americashealthcareadvocate.com. All those podcast platforms are up there. Connect you right to the show and they can listen to it and they can learn and it will make a lot of difference for them. So once again, thank you both, Tony and Pam, for being here. It was thanks great for to having have us. you here today. Yeah, thanks
1: for having us. It's
0: great to have you here. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network. Coast to coast, across the USA, goodbye, America.